People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier will once again attempt to gain a seat in the House of Commons, this time competing for a seat in rural Manitoba in an upcoming by-election. Conservative and Liberal MPs gathered to support Taiwan's efforts to be recognized at the upcoming World Health Assembly in Geneva. A former senior intelligence official has called for jail time for those involved in Chinese interference in Canadian elections and democracy, saying their actions amount to treason. Hello Canada! It's Monday, May 15th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Andrew Lawton. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Voters in three provinces will head to the polls next month. As Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced on Sunday that four by-elections will be held on June 19. One of those seats is the Manitoba riding of Portage-Lisgar, where People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier hopes to win the PPC's first seat since he lost his Beau seat in 2019. Bernier will be running to replace former Conservative Party interim leader and Portage-Lisgar MP Candace Bergen. In an announcement, Bernier pitted himself as the main opponent to the Conservatives his former political home. Bernier told supporters, quote, I'm ready to be your representative in the House of Commons because we know that families deserve a strong voice and I'm ready to be that strong voice for you and for the country. The Conservatives have nominated longtime political staffer Brandon Leslie to run in the riding. In the 2021 federal election, PPC candidate Solomon Weeb came second to Bergen with 21.58% of the vote. That's among the best results the party has seen running federally. According to the latest poll, the PPC is currently sitting at 2% of the federal vote. Bernier has run unsuccessfully in York Centre in 2020 and boasts in the 2019 and 2021 federal elections. Trudeau also called by-elections in Winnipeg South Centre, Oxford, and Notre Dame de Grace Westmount. Andrew, this has been getting a lot of talk. A lot of people are saying this is going to be a test for Pierre Polyev's leadership of the Conservative Party. However, when we look at the numbers, Candace Bergen won the last election with about 53% of the vote. You know, sure, the PPC candidate had a great showing, one of their best federally at about 22% of the vote, but that's still, you know, Bergen beat them by over double. So I don't really think the Tories have anything to worry about here, even with the name recognition that Maxime Bernier obviously has and the support that he has in the riding. We've seen from some of his Campaign rallies during previous federal elections, they were held in Manitoba. The party seems to have the most support in Manitoba. But the party seems much more united under conservative leader Pierre Polyev than it has been in a long time. What's your take? I think that'll be the big question. 2021 was midway through the pandemic. You had Justin Trudeau advocating for vaccine mandates. You had a a lukewarm rejection of that from the Conservatives and Aaron O'Toole and the PPC, which had really been for much of the pandemic, the only party, at the very least the most vocal party, that was actively campaigning against vaccine mandates, lockdowns and restrictions. So I, I think that the circumstances have changed significantly between fall of 2021 and spring 
of 2023. And I think it will be interesting to see, and I think very important to see, what happens to the PPC vote in that riding. Does it go up? Does it go down? Does it maintain? Because the, the big question that a lot of political observers had after 2020 is, was this PPC rise from 2019 to 2021 a blip, or was it part of a longer-term growth that this party is seeing? When we talk about this vote being a test of Polyev's leadership, do you think it could actually spell trouble for him if Maxime Brunet was to eke out a victory in this case? Or do you think people would be pretty surprised? But conservatives are largely relieved to have a leader that they can overwhelmingly rally around. I don't know if people would be looking to get rid of that anytime soon. Uh, look, a lot of former PPC supporters have gotten behind Pierre Polyev. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, Polyev and his team specifically have also made a, a point of going after Maxime Bernier. You see little pot shots being fired at him on Twitter by some MPs. And I, I don't know if they have an active strategy to go after Maxime Bernier's supporters or not. So I, I don't think that what's going to happen in this riding will spell trouble for the Conservatives. But I, I do think it does illuminate what strategy they need to take. I mean, look, if this by-election shows that the PPC is a non-entity, then they can carry on and not really worry about it. If the by-election shows that the PPC is still pulling in 15, 20, 25 percent uh, in this riding, well, that's going to be something that the Conservatives desperately need to have an answer for. Not often that conservatives and liberals will get together on the same causes, but several members from both parties were joining Taiwanese leaders in the GTA on Saturday at a call for Taiwan to be given observer status at the upcoming World Health Assembly in Geneva. Speaking to True North, the Director General of the Taipei Economic and Cultural Office in Toronto, Jinling Chen, said that excluding the Taiwanese people from joining the World Health Assembly is unjust just unfair and dangerous to global health issues. He said that he wants the Canadian government to back Taiwan's call to be a part of this body, which will be assembling in Geneva in just a few days' time. Canada does not formally recognize Taiwan and adheres to the One China policy imposed by the Chinese Communist Party, which states that uh, Taiwan is not its own country, but is actually part of the communist-controlled People's Republic of China. At the event, Liberal MP Judy Scro told True North that politics is a big contributing factor to the debate, but she said liberals and conservatives at the very least can get together to support Taiwan's presence at the World Health Assembly, if not Taiwan's recognition as a sovereign state. Uh, liberal MPs Salma Zahid and John McKay were also there, as were conservative MPs Michael Cooper and the deputy leader of the party, Melissa Lansman. Uh, Lansman said in her remarks that the conservative Conservatives and Canadians need to do everything to support Taiwan and its support of human rights, liberty, freedom, the rule of law. And she said that includes standing up for the participation of Taiwan in the World Health Organization. Obviously, I don't expect uh, significant departures in foreign policy from opposition MPs at community events, but I do think that there is something in Melissa Lansman's comments there that do make it sound like the Conservatives may be willing to take a much stronger position on Taiwan than uh, the current government or even Stephen Harper's government did. And I, I think it'll be very fascinating to see that because right now there's probably more skepticism towards the Chinese Communist Party among Canadians than there ever has been, given the, the news cycle. So if there is an opportunity to make a change, I think now is it. 
Yeah, you're 100% right. I think Canadians are feeling more skeptical. I think the issue of Chinese and its interference in Canada and other nations has been more prominent and top of mind. Just this weekend, we received the news that it looks like there might be more secret Chinese police stations operating in Canada. It seems they open just as quickly as we can shut them down. Obviously, we're not taking a strong enough stance on them. They're not afraid to be opening these. So there's really no repercussions from the sound of things. But I think this is something Canadians are really paying attention to right now. It'll be interesting to see what the Conservative Party decides to do on this, especially if they form government in a couple of years. Uh, Foreign policy is important. There's no doubt about it. But do you think it actually gets votes? Do you think that a a party coming out and saying we're going to recognize Taiwan is going to, you know, get the votes of anyone who's not Taiwanese? No, I don't think so. I especially don't think so in Canada. I think we notice a little bit more interest in foreign policy in U.S. That was something that Donald Trump was really well respected for, his sort of America first focus and his bid to remove the states from foreign wars, things like that. But I don't see that same sort of interest in Canada. I think it goes along with a little bit of our Canadian apathy, so to speak. A former senior intelligence official has called for jail time for those involved in Chinese interference in Canadian elections and democracy, saying their actions amount to treason. The comments were made last week by Michael Jeannot Katsuya, the former chief of CSIS with the Asia-Pacific Desk. Jeannot Katsuya testified before the House of Commons House Affairs Committee and said that the allegations detail actions that are, quote, close to treason. He added, quote, There needs to be jail time because we're close to treason here, literally. So I say jail time now. The size of the jail time would be judged by jurisprudence and by our system, but definitely jail time. The former chief of CSIS also stated that China's foreign election interference has been happening since at least the 1980s, but successive governments have failed to take action. His comments come after a global news report revealed that CSIS had briefed Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and several cabinet ministers in January 2023 that China had covertly funded 11 mainly Liberal Party candidates in the 2019 federal election and had tried to infiltrate the offices of MPs. According to media reports citing anonymous intelligence sources, China had a preference for Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party in the 2021 Canadian election and tried to undermine the Conservative Party, which was seen as being unfriendly to Beijing's interests. Additionally, intelligence sources show that conservative MP Michael Chong and his family in Hong Kong were targeted by a Chinese diplomat over the MP's criticism of China's human rights record. The House of Commons has recently voted to undergo a study into the intimidation campaign. Andrew, when I read this story, it's kind of self-explanatory to me. Of course, it would make sense that we would charge these people for their election interference. It does sound like treason. I don't know why this is... It doesn't even seem like this should really be a news story to me. It just seems sort of obvious. Well, I I think that you touch on something very important there. This feels like it's newsworthy because we don't look to be dealing with anything remotely close to action or justice. I mean, right now, the only person that's ever been uh, named and given any sanction by the federal government on this has been the diplomat that was expelled last week, which in and of itself came at the end of a very long process. But we need to be looking at all of the people that are operating uh, in this country on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party, whether it's the people that that are infiltrating government government, whether it's the people that are uh, funding research and infiltrating labs, uh, the lack of transparency uh, on the entirety of, of Chinese interference and infiltration in Canada has been astronomical as of late. And I, I don't think that's acceptable. So uh, yeah, when someone comes out and says the obvious, that is actually kind of bold right now. 
And we were just talking about the Chinese police stations that are once again opening in Canada. I think that is indicative of the fact that the Liberal government isn't taking this seriously. Our government isn't prosecuting the people involved with it. You know, when we look at China and their actions in Canada, that's one thing. But I think on a broader scale, Canadians are really feeling like no one is being charged for their crime. Everyone is seeming to get away with things. Starting to feel like we're living in a bit of a lawless land. And when we look at the bail reform issues that we're seeing on the streets, just up here in Edmonton about a week ago, a mom and her child were stabbed and they both died. And the person was once again out on bail. So we have all these violent offenders out on the streets. It's just starting to feel like a very frustrating system where Canadians are feeling more and more like they can't really trust what's going on in foreign policy and they can't trust their government to stand up to China, but also they can't even trust themselves and they don't feel safe on their streets anymore. So it just feels like a much bigger issue that's sort of creeping in at every corner. Yeah, at this point, maybe our law enforcement needs to like start learning from the Chinese police stations, because at least they seem interested in policing, although not necessarily to the end that uh, we should be supporting. Well, that's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media. You can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.